Welcome back to the Your Comedy Coach podcast. In today's episode, we're going to talk about how to respond to hecklers. But first, a word from our sponsors, which is me. I sponsor myself. And the way I do that is by telling you about my online comedy classes and online comedy coaching. I teach an online intro to comedy class on the platform Udemy. In it, I teach you the fundamentals of stand-up, improv, and sketch in an integrated way. And by the end of the course, you learn how to write jokes, characters, and sketches to perform on stage or on social media. Speaking of which, I also teach a TikTok marketing for comedians class where you learn how to take what you do as a comedian and do it on TikTok. I also offer one-on-one and group coaching. You can learn more about my classes and coaching by heading to the show notes or the description box if you're watching this on YouTube. Now back to the program. One of the most common questions I get is how to deal with hecklers. Now I'm going to tell you right off the bat that my perspective on dealing with hecklers is influenced by my experience as a teacher. In fact, I learned how to be a stand-up comedian by being a substitute teacher. There is no harder crowd to win over than a class full of 30 high school students at eight in the morning. That being said, there is nothing more terrifying than getting heckled by a high school student at eight o'clock in the morning. So what does it mean to heckle? Let's backtrack and make sure we're on the same page. What is heckling? What is a heckler? To heckle means to interrupt a public speaker, usually in an aggressive manner. Heckling isn't new. Heckling is part of comedy as well as other part of spectator events such as sports, for example. Back in the day, it wasn't just heckling you had to watch out for. Back in the day, people actually threw tomatoes at entertainers and performers they didn't like. Like that's an actual thing that happened. I would say that audiences have come a long way since the tomato throwing days and are generally more tame. However, that doesn't mean that people aren't slinging it with their words. So we're mostly addressing verbal heckling. Actually, I think I just said that audiences nowadays are more tame. I take that back. I saw this year's Oscars. You know what? Audiences are crazy. I think because of the whole Will Smith thing, a lot of comedians are more on edge when it comes to the idea of hecklers. But I don't think it's a deterioration of the art form as much as it is society as a whole. Society is deteriorating because it's not just comics who are all of a sudden afraid of facing violence when that wasn't a threat before. Kids used to be able to go to school and not have to worry about getting killed by a mass shooter. This is a country that was founded on violence. So at some point, violence is going to come for you. Sorry to get so dark so quick in the podcast. But let's talk about what we can control. And let's talk about the other side of heckling. Because I think what a lot of comedians don't quite understand, especially more newer comedians, is that not all heckling is aggressive or abusive. And this is where I go back to my teaching days. Because oftentimes I would be in front of a class teaching something and students would have something to say. So they would interrupt, so to speak. Now, I wasn't always upset when students interrupted because I understand that everyone learns differently. And some students were just more eager to let you know that, oh, they've heard of that before. They recognize something you said or they made a connection to something else we talked about already. So sometimes heckling is just verbal participation. 
It's just the audience letting you know that they're with you. And in that regard, it's okay. I just kind of acknowledge that I see you, I hear you, and I move on. So before we get more into the how we deal with heckling, I think it's important that we learn why people heckle. And I'm starting to touch on this using my students as an example. Why do hecklers do what they do? Why do people feel the need to interrupt a public speaker? Part of it is recognition, or that could be one reason. And this was something that I experienced a lot with my students. When they recognized something they had in common or something that they had already learned about in the lesson that I was lecturing about, they would let me know. And one thing I used to teach my elementary school kids in particular, when they made some sort of connection, I would, I taught them to do this to, it was a visual symbol. Uh, for those of you who are listening to this, as opposed to watching this on YouTube, I'm like putting my hands together or my fingers are touching. And it's, uh, it's a little symbol that means I made a mind connection. And that means you made a connection between what's being talked about to something else you already learned. And that's a good thing. That's how you process. That tells me that you're listening and you're learning. So that doesn't bother me so much. So when you're doing comedy, sometimes people might respond to your setup because they recognize something of themselves in it. Or there's something, maybe your premise is something that they've experienced before. Very similar to recognition, another reason why people heckle is to be acknowledged. And this is a very common thing with my students. If you think about it, when you're in a classroom, and at least in traditional American classrooms, you're in an overcrowded classroom, you don't get a lot of individual attention. So sometimes those moments where you interrupted the teacher were the times you got individual attention. And I think that sometimes, even as we grow up, we're still just kids in adult bodies. But we still desire to be acknowledged, to be seen, uh, especially by the person who's on stage and can see everyone. You know what I mean? The other reason why people heckle is because they are triggered. And you can be triggered to feel a number of things. But the most common thing I think that happens in comedy is that people are offended by something that the comedian says. They get triggered. They respond. Identifying why someone is heckling you requires listening and emotional intelligence. Not all hecklers are trying to antagonize you. And that's why I say it's important to listen to the intention behind the heckler or the person interrupting you. Because if you get defensive and try to roast them or put them in their place, you might turn someone off. That could otherwise be an opportunity to win someone over, to gain a fan, which is what you should be trying to do if you want to perform live comedy. Eventually, you need to think about gaining fans. They are the ones who are going to keep you in business. When it comes to how to respond to the hecklers that are trying to get a rise out of you, because that will happen. Here is how I would approach it. Keep your cool. Keep your emotions at bay. Keep your composure. Because sometimes people antagonize you because they want to get a rise out of you. Especially the person that was triggered or offended. They want to make you feel the way you just made them feel. So they're going to try to do that with their words. 
And the best thing you can do is to not give in to that. And this is where I introduce to you a technique called yes and dish it back. And the way to respond to hecklers in this kind of scenario is very similar to how you might roast someone for the purpose of roasting. Yes and dish it back. Yes and, it comes from improv, it means to agree. And the and part usually means to add more information to it. But what we're gonna do that's a little bit different when you're roasting, when you're trying to, you know, zing someone, is the and part is gonna be dishing it back. What you are going to do is yes and, and say what they're trying to say to you, but say it better, say it more clever, say it more efficiently. That's the dish it back part. And that's where, again, it really requires a lot of listening to figure out what is going on in that moment and to find out what it is that they really want to say to you, but maybe they just don't know how to. You as the comedian are the wordsmith, so you should always have the upper hand when it comes to language. Now, many years ago, I was doing a stand-up class. It was part of a show that I was going to be on, the host said, hey, why don't you guys come in and have a class where we'll, you know, I'll help you with your material. In this class, someone asked the question of how to deal with hecklers. And he went on a tangent and then tried to make us do an improv exercise that had nothing to do with heckling. So then I finally asked like, hey, can I just pitch an exercise? Since people want to know how to deal with hecklers, why don't we take turns heckling each other so we can feel what it feels like in that moment and see what our natural instinct is and how we would respond. And the teacher, because he quite frankly wasn't a skilled teacher and didn't have anything else up his sleeve, he was like, sure, let's try that. Let's try Linda's idea because Linda has lots of great ideas. He didn't say that part, but that's what we're all thinking. Anyways, so that's what we did. We took turns. We all went up, pretending like we were doing our set. The whole, the whole idea was to get through as much of your set as possible. And for the rest of us who were watching to take turns heckling the comedian on stage so that they could practice dealing with it. And I actually think this is probably a helpful exercise that more people should do. Get in groups, heckle each other, and practice responding. Because... The more comfortable you feel having that practice of having responded will better prepare you for the moment in which you actually have to respond. Now, I want to like segue a little bit into some gender dynamics and heckling because I do see a difference between how women and men are heckled. Women in comedy get heckled and it feels a lot like getting catcalled because that's what a lot of men are doing. In fact, most of the heckling that I have dealt with has really just been catcalling. As women, we are taught to ignore catcallers because if you say the wrong thing to them, they could flip and get violent. That's the world we live in. Men are overwhelmingly the perpetuators of violence. So as women, we're taught to ignore them, to not acknowledge them. However, when you're doing stand-up comedy and you have a room full of witnesses, you can respond to them how you wish you could respond to the catcallers. You can talk back to them. And in fact, I think every woman should get to experience talking back to a man because I know that every woman knows what it's like to be talked down or talked over or just flat out disrespected by a man simply because of 
the fact that they're a woman. So it could be an opportunity there to yes and dish it back. However, I will mention this because something that I have discovered as I've gotten older is that a lot of men love to be berated. I don't know. I think it's a popular kink and I'm not one to kink shame, but some men enjoy it. So some men will heckle you and try to get a rise out of you just so that they can get humiliated and get off, I guess. But again, I say keep your composure and reset the room. That's the most important thing. If you take the moment to respond to a heckler, take the moment to reset the room and to segue back into your material. That's why it's really important to know your material through and through so that if someone interrupts your flow and throws you off, you know exactly how to get back on track. Now back to gender dynamics. So we talked about how women get heckled. Now let's talk about men getting heckled because something that I have been seeing on TikTok is male comics getting heckled by women in the audience for good reasons, if you ask me. There was a video that was going viral, I don't know, maybe like a year ago, of a skinny white male comic making fun of Lizzo for being a fat black woman. Like that was, that's literally the joke. And it's definitely not an original joke. And it's definitely steeped in anti-blackness and racism as fat phobia is steeped in anti-blackness. And he was getting heckled by black women in the crowd. Now, I gotta say, as a woman, I support that. I support that kind of heckling because I think the weakest thing you can do is to get on stage and punch down. If you're a white man, a skinny white man, and you're getting on stage to make fun of a fat black woman, even though she's way richer than you and way more successful than you, you are still punching down. And it all has to do with your identity versus the identity of the person that you are making fun of. Because you could make fun of a fat white guy, but you're not. You chose the fat black woman, the one that's killing it on the charts. You chose her because her existence triggers you. I think that more comedians should get that kind of pushback from the crowd. So I might be a hypocrite for saying I support that type of heckling, but I do because I am tired of men getting on stage and making fun of women for being women, of making fun of black people for being black, of brown people for being brown. It could go on and on, right? That is punching down. That is not comedy. That is bullying, okay? If you want to do what a bully does, I mean, join the Republican Party. That's, that's what they've become. No, we're not getting into politics on this podcast. But the point is, some of these male comics deserve to be talked back to. I've seen some other videos on TikTok of male comics getting heckled. And usually it's because they were punching down. If you're unclear on what I mean by punching down versus punching up, punching down is just bullying. It's when you make fun of someone for something that they can't help. Punching up is when you fight back, basically. So anytime you're a person of color making fun of whiteness, for example, that's punching up. Now, given everything that I've said so far, I'm going to finish with this. Ultimately, the way to respond to hecklers will be in line with who your comedic persona is. Your comedic persona is 
a character version of yourself. It's the version of yourself that you perform as when you're on stage doing stand-up comedy. This was also how I learned stand-up comedy. I learned how to tell jokes in front of a crowd by being a substitute teacher. And I learned how to do stand-up comedy by taking my improv training, my character work, particularly at the Groundlings, and using this concept of creating a comedic character based on myself to perform as. Because performing as that character gives me permission to respond however I need to respond in the moment. Because me, you know, Linda, just in everyday regular life, is a lot more aware and considerate and respectful. But Linda the comedian doesn't care. Linda the comedian commands attention. She's there to have fun. She's not there to deal with anyone's bullshit. And she will talk back if she needs to. She doesn't always have to, but she'll talk back or she'll say something to make you feel stupid, okay? But that's kind of who my persona is based on. So when you create a character version of yourself, you're going to start to hone in on patterns of behavior that are going to pop up and serve as the backbone to your jokes and to your funny premises. This is game. Game is pattern. And game is what we explore and heighten in comedy. So when you learn what your character game is, you'll never run out of material because all you have to do is take your character version of yourself and put yourself in different situations. When you know your comedic self, all you really have to do is respond in the moment. And that's the point that you need to get to. And the only way you get to it is by doing it, by putting in the reps and by showing up and getting the years of experience you're going to ultimately need to handle the hecklers. And this is why I'm going to title back to the way I teach comedy, which is an integrated approach and why you need to learn all forms of comedy. Even if you're just doing stand-up comedy, which is also kind of the thing that I focus on. And that's certainly what I focus on with coaching. You need improv and sketch. Improv and sketch teach you the language of building a joke, the language of comedy that you need, as well as the concept of game. And once you master these things, they can be applied to your stand-up persona. But let me also finish with this, because I know that dealing with hecklers can induce some anxiety. Most places don't tolerate hecklers. At least once you get to the bigger stand-up comedy clubs, yeah, you'll get kicked out if you're heckling the comics. Uh, most places don't put up with that. You might deal more with that as you're like slugging it through like the dive bars and doing, you know, comedy shows at the random holes in the wall. Yeah, it might happen there. But again, listen to what the intent is and respond accordingly and in character. All right, that's all I have for today's episode of the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed it or found it helpful, please consider subscribing and giving me a five-star review wherever you're listening to this podcast. Please also share this with anyone you think might find it helpful. You can also subscribe to my YouTube channel and make sure you're following me on TikTok and Instagram at Your Comedy Coach. And if you have a question that you would like me to answer in a future episode, send me a DM on Instagram and I'll try to answer it as quick as I can. All right. Until the next one. Adios.